The Live Radio Project was our last best hope for news. A self-contained podcast two hours long, located in neutral territory. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads, community members and developers. A shining beacon in space, all alone on a Tuesday night. It was the dawn of the third chapter of Elite. The year's space legs came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Lavian stations. The year is 3307. The name of the place? Lave Radio. And welcome to episode 340 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, otherwise known as Colin Ford. I am the Chief Archivist of Lave Station. And joining me in the Orange Sidewinder Bar for this episode, we have our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Aid Levice, otherwise known as Ben Moss Woodward. Gonna get this in before we get it. anyone else tries to get it out. It's the fourth of May, not May the fucking fourth. We're British, not American. Okay. Uh, obviously, Ben's hormones are out of control again. We also have our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello, Ben. How do you know they don't use American dates in Star Wars? That's irrelevant. We're not in Star Wars. We're not in America. But for universal consistency, if they. Did you? Yeah, they said, oh, we're, if we're doing that, if we're using universal consistency, we'd be using the ISO standards, which is year, month, day, hour, minute, second, proceeding down. But nobody does that because it's shit. And what's that in Julian date? What's that in Julian date? What's today's date in Julian then? I have no fucking idea because it's irrelevant and nobody cares. <laughs> Okay. Listen, I hate to break up your domestic, but um, I'd also like to introduce our uh, inhuman... No, it's not our inhuman, it's our staff liaison, Commander Psyche. Yeah, needs to get in here and give us to get us what told. Yes, we need some mediation here, liaison. And I, inhuman <laughs> liaison. <laughs> no. <laughs> Happy May the 4th, guys. <laughs> right, well, if you wish, may it be with you as well. <laughs> oh, we're off, to, we're off to a good start. All we need now is someone to see that they like The Last Jedi and we'll be going for a full Star Wars run. Anyway, um, <laughs> if I you wish... the last season of Mandalorian suck. Uh, if you wish, you can join us live. I do believe Ben is hanging out in open at the or either the Orange Sidewinder or near the Planet Lave, one of the two. No, I'm actually at Swastika Vision in Beta. 
Oh, right. So he's in the beta. So enjoy that. Uh, but if you can't get to us in game, you can also join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat go or go to twitch.tv slash laveradio or go to laveradio on YouTube or laveradio on Facebook and you'll find us there. So uh, I will go around the team as we do every week and see how they've been. So we will start this week with Psychit. How are you feeling? Hello, I'm all right. I'm all right. I had a car accident last week, which is why I wasn't here. But the car's been written off, but I'm okay. As his husband, we're all right. Useful. We're all right. Just, I'm still a little bit achy, but I don't know whether that's just like general me pain or there's more, there's more to it than that. Um, I, I have a, I have a telephone call with a person tomorrow to establish all of that good stuff, which is really fun. But yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good. Well, we were quite relieved that you're uh, better after we heard last week. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Ben, what have you been up to for the last week or so? Uh, I have to admit, I've mostly been playing uh, Minecraft. Uh, actually, well, some of it with my son, some of it with flatmates and uh, so the guys from Distant Worlds. Uh, and we've gone off and created a a Minecraft server with 200-odd mods on it, which adds in a bazillion new biomes, flowers, plants, trees, animals, um, birds, um, oh, uh, towns and villages you can raid and attack, and dragons. Oh, right. So you've been quite busy then. And, oh, and I also rebuilt my son's PC so he could join it as well. Join us on it as well. Excellent, Commander Shan. Why was there a sigh just before you said my name just then? It's my breathing problems. You know that. I see. Anyway, yeah. um, this week uh, in game, I've been in the alpha uh, quite a bit. Um, I didn't do the community goal because I refused to give anyone my personal data <laughs> in Elite. <laughs> So they can GDPR off in uh, the CG. Um, what else have I been doing uh, in game? Yeah, most, mostly beta, really. Um, I wanted I wanted some people to do some science with me, and I don't think we'll have a chance to do it until live, but maybe later. I wanted a group of people to um, to see how much damage a single shield grenade did to my Corvette shields and. Do some proper science, but that will have to wait. I, I did actually also see some quite interesting YouTube videos of, um, I think it was a couple of players versus a 3000 Megajoule um, shielded Fertilance. And mm-hmm. they took they took the shields down pretty quick, actually. So uh, I'm going to be petitioning for foot straps to go in the hull of my Corvette. So what I can then do is like wing walker strap my crew members <laughs> to the outside of the hull of my Corvette. So when I fly around, they can shoot uh, anacondas and stuff like that to bits using their handguns and uh, save me weight of my two class four multi cannons. So, you know, I'm hoping for, I'm, I'm hoping for foot straps now so I can stick yeah. things on my ship. Um, what's also out of game? Um, Enjoying the bank holiday. Do you enjoy swimming? 
Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good actually. Went to uh, B and Q and um, borrowed some money from my mum to buy wallpaper, which I've paid her back. And um, that's about it, really. Cool. Right. Well, let's see. Um, I've been joining in the CG. I've been doing a bit of alpha, and um, I've decided that my uh, power play commander is retiring from power play, and my uh, epic commander will be taking over the power play roles. Uh, and the power play commander will be um, heading off to Colonia, but instead of a shiny sidewinder, she's going in a shiny clipper. So, but the, to ride? The, no, no. I've, I've got to do this. Uh, I can take you to Colonia. My my carrier has got enough fuel to take you all the way to Colonia. Uh, I, as much as I appreciate the offer, Shan, I won't be taking you up on it. Because and I, and I, I in, as payment, as payment, you can test out the new experimental foot straps on my Corvette. Yeah, well, the problem with your foot straps is that you've got your guns have got a range of about what fifty meters, as opposed to a couple of kilometers. That's all right. Running very close. Yeah, but running is a viable technique. So you just ram and then you open fire. Ah, dear. Yeah, this it is a it is a, a an anomaly. I think that the hand weapons can take down the shields for the ships quite quickly. Because w- one of the things during the alpha that I did was that I. I did a lot of salvaging missions, and um, of course, you had about three or four people, three or four nerdwells, hanging around um, some of the distress signals, and all of them opened up on my Asp Explorer and took the shields down very quickly. And I'm with you, Shan. I think it's a little bit too overpowered, but yeah. Well, it's only overpowered if you don't have foot straps and tie your crew members to the hull. And uh, the, this, <laughs> the Firefly-inspired in, uh, <laughs> gunner at the top of the ship, I take it. Well, if you think about it, turrets are actually not very powerful. So you've got human turrets, which are more powerful, so it bounces up. Yeah, and a one tiny bit of um, space dust at 300 meters per second will probably take someone's head off. Yeah, but Anne doesn't bother me. Ah, yes. Caring, caring, loving Shan, as per usual. Right. Shall we all discuss the development news which has been happening this week then? I about to say, we need a development news song as well as an in game events song and a newsletter. Well, we've got the uh, store alert song, but yeah, we need a song for each main heading of the show notes. Because <laughs> we're lay radio, we're supposed to have musical interludes. So I think we need musical interludes for each part of the show notes. All right, you just do it. Yeah, you're just jealous because Sue managed to get um, his little theme tune, uh, and and then that was it. Well, Sue, well, Sue's Sue, Sue's off having fun doing stuff that Sy doesn't want us to talk about. So <laughs> Sue reached the pinnacle by getting his own uh, jingle and thought that was it. So. <laughs> He's taking a step back. He has, oh, you get he's, he's, got, he's got beautiful hair that needs to be washed. <laughs> Which is more than some of us can say. It is actually, you may think Ben is joking, but it is actually true. Is that it's, uh, it's a well-known fact that every time Souverine um, slowly rises up out of a swimming pool, he has to toss his hair back and let the water go around. I think someone's been watching 10 too much, haven't they? Uh, any, 
<laughs> got an impression of Bo Derek coming out there with Souverine's face now. That's not good. Anyway, let's move on before this. Would you care? Would you? Generates. So, would you? Would you smog Mario Void, Odery, hardly <laughs> with Souverine's face falling? Um, the development news this week: Wednesday, Phase Four um, was basically dropped, and as you can tell, that everybody has been mucking about with it to some degree or another. Um, so, did anyone have any problems moving their commander over? Not really, because I knew carriers initially weren't going to be in the game, so I I moved everything out. Right. Well, yeah, because there was a little issue. I think it took them about seven hours to fix. Where if your ship was stuck in a carrier, it didn't come over, and I don't think neither did you. Neither did your character, did it? It did. It did. I think so. I think your character did. Oh. Right. I don't know. I wasn't on. Everything was fine for me, um, and. I've had I've had lots and lots of fun crawling around the outside of my ship, basically. Yeah, uh, I mean, I must admit, I've I have been uh, in awe of my own ships. I, I've I've sat down and looked at my clipper, and the mind boggles at the size of it. And then I got the T10 out and went, I feel small. So um, yeah, Chan. Uh, one thing I did notice. Um, and it might just have been my the suit my commander was wearing, but I noticed the flight suit my commander was wearing didn't show any of the rank badges and decals on the suit. Right. Uh, and also, I couldn't seem to work out a way of changing the suit, so whatever suit style they were wearing when they transferred over wasn't wasn't copied over. But uh, uh, the and the store stuff is not implement well not. In this iteration of the server. Yeah, because I had the same thing. My commander just came over in his flight suit. None of his his outfits came over. Yeah, but the uh, the rank insignia, they aren't brought with store stuff, are they? They're earned in-game. Yeah, but it's the same mechanic, isn't it? It's a different way of getting it, but it's the same... Implement, it's the same way of implementing it. I'm just walking around the outside of my ship just now, and my God, I would love to see this in VR. And if we uh, yeah. think our cobras are, if we think the inside of our cockpits are big, this would be arguably overwhelming. Um, yeah, I would completely agree. I mean, Psychic, what did you, what did you think about the uh, the scale? Oh, I love the scale. You, um, you know how much I love a Corvette. Um, mm-hmm. it, oh, it was very good fun. I I deliberately didn't spend. I, I spent the whole of Wednesday completely trying to avoid any alpha stuff because I wasn't I wasn't on until the Thursday. So I wanted to like try and avoid it. And um I'm so glad I did because when I finally saw it, oh my gosh. But the only thing that I will say is that I found that um I the, the fleet carrier was still five billion for me. I don't know about anybody else. I didn't buy one, but they were supposedly reduced, weren't they? Yeah, I, che- I even checked today. I checked today and it was still five bill, five bill. And I know people have bought it for 10, 10 million, but it was still, it was still what a lot about for me. The, what about the um, cost of the fittings? Were they still the same price? No idea, because I couldn't afford one. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I know they that kind the of transfer- paid to that for me. 
Another transfer fees were were cut because there were mm-hmm. only seven thousand credits to get you shipped to the station. Which um, basically that was the first thing I spent my money on, and then suits, and then weapons, and then I think I spent about an hour just configuring my stuff before he even went down to look at my ship, and then obviously the the, the first chance I looked I had to walk around the 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 original Sanctimonious, which was an Asp Explorer. And I, I was there going, oh, yeah, I, I missed this. I didn't even know I wanted it, but yeah, <laughs> this is fine for me. Um, so initial impressions about having your own uh, ship in the, in the game did go down positive for you all? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I just can't get that excited over a taxi. No, definitely not. Um, I mean, it was nice to have your own Cobra, but it just wasn't the same. Yeah, it wasn't your Cobra, really. No, it did feel like it was on loan. I thought it was quite nice. It was, but to to be fair, I wasn't really trying to play around with my ship in Alpha. I was trying to try the new Alpha stuff out. I mm-hmm. think so. It was more of a more of a, a posh way of getting around, which actually Ben. Just from thinking about it, what we said earlier, um, the engine colours and laser colours work. Oh, I don't know. If they, are they over? I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, you know, so I, it was nice to have it just for, just for pootling around and shooting things and doing shit to shit testing. But I was mainly focusing on the on foot stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a hot fix which happened on. Uh, on Thursday, uh, and also there was a live stream as well. Which uh, did anyone catch the Thursday live stream? I did watch the Thursday live stream. I can't remember what it was about now. Though the Thursday um, live stream was um, um, uh, Mailslot oh, Battles. It was uh, yeah, that was that was insane. That was so good. <laughs> Technical issues, but it was a lot of fun. Oh, it was so much fun! Oh man, well done to the team for doing that. That was so cool. Yeah. So it was just generally silliness with docking, wasn't it? Well, no, no docking, but silliness with mail slots. That yeah. reminds me of a game the Hammers used to play with mail slots. Oh. <laughs> yes. No, 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 uh, don't I be think... rude. No, it wasn't I, rude. Before you just I, get I, I'm, I'm, I am well aware of what Kate Russell likes to do with her mail slots. And I know she likes to be the ball. For, for the people who are not aware, for people who are not aware, what you do, you get a... Uh, you get a sidewinder, you shield it up, and then you turn the flight assist off, and you put it just outside of the uh, locking slot range, and then the ship then has to boost into you and try and penalty shoot you through the docking slot. That's yeah. a lot of fun. Yes. And Kate does like to be the ball. Well, thankfully, that's that's explained, because I was a little unclear about that, because I all I remember the hammers doing was going round and round the, the docking slot and seeing... Who would last the longest? Yeah. Oh, oh, the hammers had several ways of fiddling with people's docking slots. Oh, station's docking slots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hate to ask this: Are the hammers still going? The hammers of yeah. Slough. Oh, good. Uh, so, I'll do, I'll, we'll just do a little shout out to the hammers of Slough. I hope you you are well, and uh, of course, uh, don't come anywhere near us because we know you're radioactive. <laughs> I, th- I think. I think. Uh, some of them moved on to um, putting ferrets down things, I think. Well, Kate is playing with her ferrets, yes. Um, but I think, I think she still plays the lead as well. 
We'll have to catch up on that and see what the heck the latest is with the hammers, I think. Um, well, today also there was a live stream. Um, there wasn't any major news apart from um, the Alpha ends on the 5th of the 5th, 2021 at uh, 16th. tomorrow then. BST. Yes, but people might be listening at this in a couple That's of days' time. Yeah. You know, the thing is, that date then is it's right no matter what side of the no, that is very true. That is very, very true. Maybe that's that's why they did it, so that uh, it doesn't confuse or make people angry. Well, so it doesn't confuse Americans. <laughs> Let's face it, it's not hard. I'm not taking a I'm not taking a side on this one, except <laughs> my sister-in-law is American, and, and she's very nice and very intelligent, so don't... It, I, I have a lot of American friends, you know. I'm just saying it's not hard sometimes. Mickey, Donald, Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the other, th- the last thing to mention is that um, they have said that there is an additional live stream coming this Thursday. Um, it's to do with conflict zones, and it will have the wonderful Dav Stott on board uh, to discuss background and online stuff. So, um, yeah. Do you think they will be on the surface conflict zones or in space conflict no. zones? Space both? conflict zones, they've said, because, well, the Alpha will be ended by then and we'll have to wait, what, another week. uh, two weeks before it's ready? Yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah, a couple of weeks. So they've, they've got a week, maybe, uh, to get some final cramming in and then a, a week of just making sure that everything doesn't die as soon as it's launched. <laughs> That still makes me nervous to see it not that much that that close. Part of, we, will part, see, we will see. Part, part yeah. of my my um, IT spider sensors are really tingling about that the closeness of that date. I expect they're even more so at Frontier, but yeah. you know. Um, right, there's one question I do have to ask you guys. Um, the question is: uh, Do you think that by the fact that they took the alpha build so early? Do you think that's given people a wrong impression of what Odyssey is going to be like? No, I don't think so. I mean, I was listening to what Obsidian Ant was saying on the subject matter uh, in a video yesterday, I think it was. And the mechanics they've got is the mechanics we all get, I think, because there's no amount of early builds you could mm. have taken in that state to change a lot of the fundamental mechanics. Um, the question I am asking myself about Odyssey is, what exactly is it trying to be? Is it trying to be all things to everyone, in which case it's a computer game equivalent of a baked potato, cheese, and beans? You know, it's all right, but not not brilliant. Or is it? Or you know, I'm just curious, what's it trying to be? Because I, I've been playing it for a bit, and I haven't decided: is it supposed to be a space exploration game? Is it supposed to be an FPS? Or is it trying to be Give a you know a little bit of something to everyone, and I haven't made up my mind yet what it actually is. Mm. Uh, I mean, personally, I'm on on the uh, it's a little bit for everybody. I mean, it doesn't do everything com- uh, as good as you know a specific FPS shooter game, but it does the job for uh, what we need it to. Yeah, and- it's a baked potato you buy from this baked potato van. Yeah, but then again, the community has been yelling for some kind of space legs for. Um, since the Bloomin' um, Kickstarter came out, and they've got them now. I would argue, though, they were 
imagining a little bit more than a white potato. <laughs> yeah. Um, ben, same question well, to you. I would argue that it's... I, I'm, I'm not... I'm not convinced that the state of the alpha or the beta, well, the alpha is a reflective true state of the game. Mm-hmm. I think the true state of the game will have a lot of our concerns about the lack of variety fixed. Well, not fixed, just they just I don't think they'll be there. Right. Okay. Um I think we're deliberately seeing Odyssey Light. Um, I think Shan's completely correct Mm. that the basic mechanics that we've been testing, yeah, that's the that's the mechanics we we're gonna. These are how they're gonna work. Uh, They are suitable for tweaks, but they're not gonna be massively changed. We were talking about this earlier, actually. Um, It for me, uh, Odyssey feels like a um, focus testing rather than rather than a, a, a full alpha or um, a, a beta or anything really along those those sort of lines. And I feel like what we've seen are the bits that Frontier felt that they needed us to see or the, they needed to A, wet our appetite a little bit and B, these are the things that they really wanted to show the com- show the community and get their feedback on instantly. I feel like there are things that have been conspicuously absent from um the alpha that I would expect to see um a little bit that I think because of the the time frame and the getting it out by the end of May for um to appease the shareholders, all of that together meant that we got incremental little steps. Yeah. Um I can yeah, I can un- certainly understand where all that's coming from. Um Shan, do you wanna uh, respond to Ben like you wanted to. Well, I'll, I'll ask the question that you so rudely shouted me down about. Um, but, but the question to the rest of the crew is that uh, if Odyssey was a food, what food would it be? I've already said I think it's a baked potato, cheese and beans. But uh, anyway, so in response to what Sai and, and Ben said, I really don't know how much more game mechanics that they're going to add. And as someone in chat said, well, where are the team missions? And as um, as I said, I don't know, it, it just feels as though something's missed somewhere. And I, I don't know whether we'll get it. And I really hope that I'll add it on later. Mm-hmm. But then the other part of me says, well, they've had three years why didn't they add it during that time? And if, if I had to be hypercritical, which I seldom am, um, <laughs> if I had to be hypercritical, it feels like it was started to be designed by one set of developers. They then changed part way through, and they then started again, or largely again, and then redesigned it, leaving a few bits in they quite like the stand of. That's kind of what it feels like, but who knows well, um, unfortunately, I don't have the development experience to hand to be able to turn you turn around to you and say no. It would take that many years to actually put in the FPS properly. But um, it, we also have to remember that they did say they had to rewrite a lot of the base code in order to make Odyssey even possible. There's an awful lot of stuff that's that's been added. I mean, just the fact that other people can get in your SRV. Your, your team can get in the SRV. We knew for three years 
all the way through horizons and all the way through beyond that that was a technical impossibility in the source code and that a major rewrite would have to happen in order for them for you to be able to do that well that major rewrite has happened because we can now do it but that's that's not game mechanics though is it that's background that's underlying tech so it's, what i'm saying is the game mechanics feels as though it's had two sets of designers well i i would say that the the whole refactor and the whole in order to make those mechanics available would have taken a good while in order to um in order to get it into place and i think that is where a lot of this development work's gone from so um yeah, but that's like again, we are speculating because neither of us have had any access to their their development practices or their um <laughs> or their source code. Oh, good grief. So Colin, <laughs> Vindaloo or Tikka Masala? Oh, uh, definitely Tikka Masala. Because Vindaloo is far too specialist. Yeah. <laughs> ben, what food would it be? Oh I would say it'd probably be a Microwaved packets oh, of week old McDonald's chips that have been left on your floor. Wow. You're not happy with it at all, are you, Ben? There are a lot of things that I would like to see improved that did not make it into Odyssey. Well, the Alpha. Or, well, the Alpha, yeah. As I said earlier, I have hopes that we will see the actual thing contains. Fixes the inconsistencies that really get my goat. But with what we have seen so far, which is all we can base it on, yeah, I'm not that impressed, and frankly, I think I'd be bored by June. Uh, what about you, Si? You, you, you always have a positive outlook on things. What food do you think it would be? We always have a positive outlook on, on things. That's very one-dimensional. Um, I... I would say it is probably a plain cheeseburger. So it's got a little bit of like decoration, but it's not exactly the way it's not doesn't have all of the accoutrement that I would like. So it's a plain cheeseburger without a gherkin. Without gherkin, without onions, without any other sort of salad items or chips or anything like that. It needs it needs expanding. So it's like when you're you go to a barbecue and all they've got is like the cheap Lidl's Yeah, burgers. when there's no options. When there's no yeah. options. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm, I'm optimistic that the barbecue that Frontier will finally give to us will have various options. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's, that's bad. So basically, we've just gone to Burger King, got the basic burger, and um, we're hoping that we get a whole lot of free stuff on our burger. Can I just like read out some of the comments from Nah, just Twitch. the stuff that we've paid for. <laughs> I'm loving these these comments from Twitch. We've got XPainX suggesting instant noodles from Lidl. Oh, well, he wasn't very happy about Odyssey full stop um, <laughs> last week, was he? Uh, Bitstorm is saying a half and half pizza with not quite enough cheese on it <laughs> on one side. On the other side, you've got three pieces of chicken and a single slice of pepperoni. Um, <laughs> that Commander sounds like your typical Morrison's pizza. <laughs> Commander Shorty is saying chips, no SV, no SV, no sauce. Um, I actually, I really like XPNX. Actually, added a really sensible, and I, I, 
I like this analogy. Uh, he's saying the game feels like a book where every chapter was written in isolation by different developers. And I think that is a great, a great analogy for mm. how Odyssey feels. Well, actually, I mean, I, I have to dis- Well, this is just from my personal opinion. I, I don't feel that way at all. I think that the on-foot stuff is actually integrated quite well. What isn't apparent is that we haven't seen uh, the depth and the variety that we would hope to. And uh, that's because we got a shorter yeah. code base. And that's that was my whole point about whether or not you think it was a mistake to let people have access to the alpha as it was. I and we're making, had access. Um, we're making Paul Archer hungry now. He wants burger. <laughs> uh, so does uh, Scorb, Scorb is also wanting burger and all the trimmings. Um, See, I think it was... I would have personally, this is not my personal opinion, uh, I personally would have been okay with the alpha now, but I would want them to release it in the autumn time. I know shareholders and blah, 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 but I would want them to have released it at the same time as consoles because mm-hmm. that solves an awful lot of first foot issues. It gives them more time to take gameplay feedback from the community and they can produce you know, a, a, a proper burger rather than one you get from a burger van. Well, um, sale. So that's just kind of where I think I, I feel at the moment is I would have wanted the Alpha now. That's fair enough. I would want them to delay it until console release. Yeah. Uh, Bitstorm, I think, got it. It's got it right. Because she says, in all honesty, I'm not sure we can really judge until it's actually released. They've said the alphas are a branch. It's not clear how representative the alpha is of the main branch, and we know that they have been working on the um, the the thing for the last two to three. It will be almost three months by the time it comes up to release. So there's a lot that can be done in three months worth of of development time. But uh, if you do not like the the fact that there is a first person element in this game. There's nothing that we can do to change your mind. So, moving on. Yeah, sure. No. Yeah, I was about to say in response to, to Bitstorm. Um, I hope you're right, Bitstorm, about it being just a branch. We're not clear how representative, etc. it is. But I can't help but feel is that they've tried to be everything to every person and ended up with a baked potato. That's just kind of what my gut feel is telling me at the moment. Okay, psychic. I think a lot of it is to do with the expectations that they gave us as well. They should have um, been a little bit more forthcoming with what we were going to get before we got it, rather than on day of, because I think it would have mitigated yes. a lot of people's concerns. Um, or like the, the people coming through and saying, oh, but it's it's like this shit all here, basically. Um yeah, I mean, I must admit, when uh, personally, the state of the alpha all the way through, I, I was actually worried because I was there thinking, if this is released in this state, it's, it's going to bomb. People are not going to like it at all. And only um, last week, uh, last Tuesday, did we find out from Gareth that actually it's a branch and a cut down branch at that taken from um, eight weeks ago, which made me think, well, you should have said that right at the get-go, because that would have um, sorted out 
a lot of the issues that that we've had with it because I know everybody's said, oh, you've got to remember it's just an alpha, but no one actually knew what that actually meant. And now we know it was a branch that was taken a long time before the release is supposed to be done. Yeah, I was about to um, just respond to what you what you said, Colin. Um, I kind of get it what they what they're trying to do, and I, but the issue they had is if they said this is what it is, you know, the alpha, this is what it is plus a bit. If they'd have said that six months ago, or even nine months ago, or whenever, would they have lost out on pre-orders? What, did they? I mean, this is me being cynical, Shan here. But cynical Shan says they kept this or kept how it is now, so they didn't jeopardize pre-orders. Because once you pre-ordered, it's kind of too late. I don't think so. Um, to tell you the truth, uh, just I think. I mean, my opinion is that sort of uh, all all the way through the alpha. I was concerned because I saw, you know we were discussing a lot of the problems we had and a lot of the, the what feels like missing mechanics uh, and, and missing bits of code, especially say about the, <coughs> excuse me, uh, especially about say the amount of plant life and all that kind of stuff that goes with it. And we were, you know, if we had known that this alpha that we've been working with is a cut down version, I think I probably would have been a lot more reassured that it's going to be a lot better than it is at the moment. I don't think they clarified exactly the what the alpha state was going to be, but I don't think they, that it would have affected the pre-orders because I, I was watching when the pre-orders uh, thing went live, people were going mad for it anyway because there was a whole load of complaints about it. as soon as they pre-ordered it on Steam, it broke the build. That didn't go down too well. I'm going to ask you all a question. Will you be disappointed if what we have now in the alpha is what we end up with on the 19th, plus a few weapons and a couple of SRVs. So if, they, if they've said, okay, well, you'll get plasma weapons, you'll get a couple of SRVs, and there'll be one base where you can shoot Thargoids, would that be enough for you to elevate it above the level of a baked potato or a uh, Burger King burger with no gherkin? No. Um, what it's going to take from me is... A much wider variety of bases we can of the base social hubs. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a wider variety of the settlements, um, wider variety of flowers and rocks and things like that. Before I even start to think that Odyssey is gonna has the potential to live up to expectations. Right. Okay. Um, and you did you see last? Um, did you see the the stream with Kay where she said that there was going to be a lot more variety there? Yes, I did, and that's what's giving me hope. Right. Gotcha. Thank you. I think I would like. I would be. I would be okay. I wouldn't be super happy, but I would be okay. But I would also like to see a roadmap of, okay, we're going to be implementing this X, Y, and Z at these points. That would be my only caveat to saying that I I wouldn't necessarily be disappointed. Uh, I mean, to tell you the truth, if if it was released in the state that you say, Shan, like as it is now, few extra weapons and a few extra SLVs, no, I would, I would be, 
I'd be like Ben. I'd be thoroughly disappointed. However, I know that's not going to happen because we've had um, both Gareth and Kay on that on the stream saying that they've been putting in content churn constantly for the last three months, and we've seen the new Planet Tech and that we're supposed to be getting, and the fact that there's supposed to be a lot more base layouts. Uh, that for me is is going to be better than how I feel about the alpha at the moment. Um, and of course, but back to what Bitstorm said, that we can't make a full judgment until the whole thing blooming arrives. Ben, you wanted to highlight yeah, I think comments? Scorb, Scorb and XPNX have both made a couple of awesome comments. Um, Scorb saying that Frontier are too quiet for their own good. They treat us like mushrooms, basically. Leave us in the dark and, and we fill in the gaps. With mm-hmm. things like the crate reveal video where the commander takes the elevator and walks onto the bridge. Yeah, that's true. But they also had commanders walking about in the very, very first yep. video they did. Which Yeah, there was a trailer, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say but, but we know that was a cinematic trailer. Yeah, and they said not um, representative of gameplay at the bottom. Uh, yeah. And the other one... But we can actually do that now. You know, we can slowly and laggily walk into our <laughs> hangars. Yeah, I mean um, that's one. Yeah, that's one thing that I'm hoping that doesn't. That they've managed to improve the lag. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, X- X- yeah. Uh, thinking about the, uh, if you think about it, look back at the damage model of the busted up Anaconda. That was the dream that Frontier originally had, and then the reality that this would mean a lot of hard work, and it was quietly dropped along with other. Along with other plans, uh, although he's saying Mike Brooks was quietly let go. Yep. No, Mike Brooks is not quietly let go. Mike Brooks went off to play with dinosaurs. Yes, yeah, he, uh, he was and great. train sets, and train sets. Yes, he 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 was quite happily. Yeah. He's quite happily at Frontier Towers, still swinging a massive axe. In yep. fact, I think his axe is bigger than him. So, <laughs> <laughs> but true. the biggest question is where is Sandro? He's working on another project. He's still in Frontier. Yeah, we, we just can't tell us where he is and what he's doing. So there. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Just talking about internals of ships, actually, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any way for Chris to zoom in on my view at the moment, but I'm on the top of Commander Miggles' Anaconda. No, it's, uh, uh, Commander Miggles' Cutter, sorry. Mm-hmm. And... There is what looks... If I had to say it was anything, I would guess it's almost like a server farm. A server farm? Um, it, it looks like, you know, like a, a bunch of rack-mounted computers, basically. Miggles, take off if you're on top. Take him up. Take him up to about nine kilometres, then turn upside down. <laughs> I'd like to try that. That's a good idea. Um, yeah. You know, it looks like we're on the crate, and it looks like a bunch of, a bunch of computers very clearly in a corridor behind these windows. Um, yeah, I mean, one of the things that, that struck me about the whole thing was that um, I ended, en- encountered a bug, I think, on, on phase two, where I was sat in my sidewinder, and then all of a sudden, you you, you know, you sometimes get the uh, a ship come up or land on the pad that you're in. Yeah. Yeah, so well, what happened was I clipped into this other ship, and in this other ship, I could see it's SRV, SRV Bay, uh, and it's it's bridge, and that was it. And it just made me think that if they have planned out 
and are going to do the walking around the ships and they've got a plan for each of these ships the development time and also the processing power which will be needed to handle that is going to be massive and i'm just there thinking no wonder they didn't want to do walking around ships just yet congratulations shan miggles has just killed me oh i'm so sad (laughs) where where do i send the flowers Um, i think rv b3 or something like that all right i can see the server farm I can see yeah. it on the on the Twitter. That looks amazing. It does, doesn't it? Are they Windows servers? <laughs> Is that why you crashed? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> my my Windows PC hasn't crashed in absolutely ages, but you know. Uh, yeah, I've had a blue screen for a while. Touch wood. Yes. But anyway, we'll see. We'll see on the ninth. Well, on the twentieth, I guess, because yeah. I think we'll be fortunate to log in on the nineteenth. Well, I think I think the twentieth yeah, is a true. more viable option. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so, shall we move on to the in-game events of what's happened this week? Why not? Yes. Okay. On the twenty-eighth of uh, of April, thirty-three of seven, Hadrian Duval has now refuted the MNLA allegations that he is the ringleader and the person in charge. Also, the Guardian Artifacts uh, CG came to an end with su- with success for Aegis, um, and then the new <laughs> the new I, I, should you call it a federal civil war or a federal tension where the shadow president and the president are both trying well were both trying to get as much data um from you as possible uh this cg has ended i think it was yesterday with victory for um president hudson so um that's going to be less freedom in the federation folks um, about the cgs does anyone feel as though the zero key got stuck when Holy they were typing in the rewards. <laughs> eight yeah. billion. The top ten people got eight billion credits. <laughs> they got a freight carrier and change. <laughs> they, For yeah, the record, but... we would like to proudly announce that Lave remains an independent station <laughs> and we don't watch a thing you're doing. It, it just shows how little people value their personal data and how much <laughs> big corporations are prepared to uh, wrestle it from you. Under the pretense of rewards, doesn't it? I, I, I mean, to be honest, I, when I saw that, I just couldn't believe the reward totals of it. I, I thought, surely that's a mistake. Yeah, I mean, I must admit it's that not- the, uh, <laughs> the, there's been a big stink about it in the, on the forums, mind <laughs> you. When isn't there a big stink about something on the forums? Well, Shan, if you're not the customer, you are the product. Oh, that's, that's why I didn't probably- do the... Uh, that's why I didn't do the CG, because I'm not handing my personal data in for anyone, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, effectively, um, Hudson has won. So, uh, that's the end of that CG. We'll find out what the next CG is on Thursday, obviously. Although, I have a sneaking suspicion that uh, it might have something to do with Nova Imperium. Um, in the meantime, the Como crew starports are now open for business. So, Hang on, Colin. I haven't finished on the CG yet. Oh, God, come on. No, I would just thought this is one of the rare, rare CGs that relied on materials, wasn't it, or data, rather than carting stuff to and from. So you you couldn't just park your fleet carrier somewhere and fill it up. 
No. Um, instead, you had to do the very hard task of going to Dav's Hope and relogging. Jameson yeah. Memorial, it's a lot easier. <laughs> Not Jameson Memorial, Jameson's Crash Site, it's so much easier. Yeah. And of course, once you've brought things back, you can then uh, basically use the material traders that were there just to really ramp up the amount that you were saving, that you were uh, selling to them. I mean, I, I think I did 3,000 tons in about 15 minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just using the material traders. Um, of course, I was supporting winters only because I, I wanted to support something a little bit more open. But no, bad guys won again. <sighs> anyway. Right, Shan, it is, is, it, is it okay to move on to the next item? Until I interrupt again. Yeah, go on. Yeah. <laughs> Right, um, Cornwall Cruise Starports are now open for business, as I've said before. Um, <laughs> there is concern that they will be used as a haven for piracy, but so far that's not um, not materialised. And finally, Nova Imperium, uh, that's the guy that's, that's the power that's in ch- that supports Hadrian Duval. Um, they are now being targeted by both factions with the Federation and the Empire because of the um, evidence passed on to ACT uh, that says Hadrian Duval is, is part of the Marlinist extremists. So um, how's everybody feeling about the, um, this Imperial plotline at the moment? Do, do you think time is up for Hadrian Duval? I've lost the track of the plots in this. It's, it's, it's like I was. It's like it's, it's like how I feel about watching Neighbours again after twenty years. You know, you, I used to watch Neighbours avidly when I was a student, and when I grew up, I stopped watching it, and it. I just, I just completely lost the plot where things are at the moment. So much the point is, I don't care anymore. It's just like, give me the money, give me the goods. Yeah, one thing that this CG has gone and uh, proven is that it doesn't matter about morals, just whoever's got the best module and the most money. <laughs> that seems to be the, the way to motivate Absolute, people. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yes. Anybody, uh, Ben, do you have an opinion on what's happening with the plotline? Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying the story so far. It's you know, We'll see what happens. I probably... I have to make just because it's more my cup of tea, I guess I could say. I'm more into the what's going on with the federals and potential civil liberties things mm. that we saw this week with the CGs and so on over the imperial stuff. But then again, I also I really like the new Marlinist ideals, and I would like to see the empire. Get some of that, please. <laughs> a little bit of democracy in the empire. Is that what you're saying? Something like that. Yeah. So, you know, Ben, can you give us a quick round of applause and all that? Yes. 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 So, um, can you give us a quick rundown? Because the moment it all sounds a bit like an episode of Made in Akinar. It is an episode of Made in Akinar. Um, and but if you want to get a crown, <laughs> yeah. If you want to get a proper rundown of it, I suggest. You listen to Commander Wotherspoon's Galnet News Digest. He reads the Galnet News so you don't have to. Yeah, but I want you to read it so I don't have to. Do listen to, to Wotherspoon's stuff. He's already done it. Yeah, so, I want you to listen to it and tell me. No. 
All right, hang on, hang on, ladies, calm down. Um, Psychic, you guys are like the absolute to... worst. They are the absolute worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on the side of. Uh, I'm with Ben on this. I'm really enjoying it. There was a really funny clip of um, when it first came out that Hadrian Duval was um, being implicated, as it were, um, of Malik finding that out. And he lost it. He thought it was hilarious. And I was very much in the same boat. And I would have felt exactly the same way. I think it's I think it's been a really good storyline. I love all of the stuff. I, I am a big advocate of all of the stuff that they're doing in Ghana at the moment. It's a lot of fun. So sorry. What's happening? Um, what I would recommend doing is checking out Galnet News Digest with Wotherspoon. <laughs> and I tell, no. I tell you what, I tell you what, there is a really, really good podcast out at the moment um, called Flight Assist, where we spend two hours talking to Wotherspoon as well. If, you, if you're if you not bored of his voice yeah, by that who's point... Got two, who's got two hours to listen to a podcast? I mean, you it makes you wonder, doesn't it? It completely does. Right. Okay. Let's call it a day. I think it's that. In order to to just calm things down, I think we need to we need that time of week again, please. Score a lot. In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come pain jobs for your arts. In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come pain jobs for Welcome back. The store alert this this week are some fantastic racing skins, which will apply to the Asp Scout. <clears throat> um, I must admit, I do actually quite like them. It's just a pity they're on the Asp Scout. <laughs> yeah, the, words, the words racing and Asp, Asp Scout haven't traditionally gone together. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> not really. Um, I take it you're Opinion on this, Ben, wasn't that great? The only ship I even vaguely like this skin style on is on the... I think it's the Imperial Courier. Mm-hmm. Uh, on an asp of any sort. It's just, no. <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate it on an, on an adder, but that's partly because of the irony. Or a hauler. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like it. I mean, will you be buying any of these skins for a, for a I can't even bring myself to. I am chomping. I am chomping at the bit to get myself one of these beautiful skins for what is arguably the most enjoyable ship. To, I've never flown it. I don't know what it's like flying. <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to buy one. Why? Why would you? <laughs> Sham. I, I was just uh, looking at this scheme and um, remembering uh, many years ago when the local Chaz used to bring their. Astras and Novas and stuff like that to the McDonald's and Tesco's car park. Yeah. And it looked, it looked exactly how a space chav would, <laughs> would decorate their car. <laughs> really? Space and chav. And it's a lake on. Are you saying that the Ash Scout is like the Civic Honda of the Kent? Honda Civic, yeah, I mean. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> 
got so desperate that I'd almost resign myself to a life of piracy. Luckily, I found Carolyn McGrath's services before I actually murdered anyone in cold blood. No fines too big, no criminal record too damning. We're here to help you, no questions asked. Find us in the Lave Business Directory. I'd got into debt as a result of a massive counter-lawsuit by Watt and Pritney. It happened because I'd taken advice on Python protection insurance from... Wait a minute. It was you. Carolyn McGrath. Minimum liability, zero accountability. Warning. Balances may go up as well as down. Missed payments may lead to repossession of your ship, seizure of cargo, or the issuing of a death warrant. Is your life like this? It could be like this. Astrogator Tours. Put some excitement back in your life. Book an adventure in the Lave Business Directory. Now. The what now? Lave Radio, transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. And welcome back. Well, um, the main discussion this week is that I, I think it can be only fair that I had a bit of a rant on the forums. That uh, it did seem to take a little bit of traction. Um, uh, I, I did. I think Souverine has been nagging me for absolutely ages to put what I thought the state of the game was uh, and supply my feedback as opposed to just being Mr. Neutral and Mr. White Knight all the time. So I went and wrote something like approximately three and a half thousand words on the forums. If everybody who read it made it all the way through, I do, I do and thank you. And how many words is that cut down from? 22,000. <laughs> So, are you going to release a director's cut version? <laughs> uh, if you if you want to be inflicted by twenty two thousand words of very very bad grammar and very very bad spelling, you're quite welcome, Shan. But you, I I suspect by halfway through you'll be wanting to slit your wrists. Well, let's face it: if Shan can't be bothered even listening to Garnet News Digest, I think he's going to read your title and then give up. Yeah. <clears throat> So basically, the whole thing was that, and I went through each of the the sections of Elite, and I, as the game stands at the moment, and noted the issues that I have with it, uh, and it it did seem to have some quite nice uh, responses on the forums. And to the too long didn't read is that a lot of people wanted to talk about the crime and punishment. Uh, that seems to be a very very um, important part of the game for a lot of people uh, making the game feel more dangerous improving th- uh, piracy and dealing with consequences for seal clubbers and griefers that that seemed to be quite popular um, I, I hate to ask this but guys did you read the, the article and what feedback have you got to be fair Connie it was a really well written article um, I, I agreed with pretty much all of it um, so and also, it's very much, I felt as though you were putting your heart on your sleeve with it. So it was, it was very, you know, it was very earnest and stuff. In terms of what you, what you pointed out, it wasn't much I could, dis- I, I could disagree with, really. I mean, the power play stuff, I could kind of take or leave. Um, the making the game more dangerous, I think, was, well, I think, my major point with that. Because once you've engineered your Corvette to a certain level, certainly in PvE, uh, you can go AFK. Well, you can literally go AFK now anyway in minor um, 
res points. But I just felt as though perhaps as my suggestion for it is they should change the loadouts for ships to include engineered components. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just, just to bring people up to the, uh, those that haven't read the article, when I mean it, it's not really dangerous. Um, my main point was that in the older games, if you headed to low security systems or anarchy systems, there was a genuine fear uh, when you were actually approaching those systems. You were there was there was a threat, uh, but at the moment, unshielded T nines can go through an anarchy system without a problem. And maybe it's just the old school part of me that feels that that should. That doesn't feel right. I mean, it's it's fine in the in the high security systems. I think that you should be able to run a unshielded T nine through a, a high security system without a problem. But in the lower security systems, and especially in populated anarchies, I just felt it's. I hate to say this, it's not how I remember Elite to be. Yes, Ben, do you have anything to say about low sex? Yeah, I have now, yes. I, <laughs> I, think was, I think he was just sniggering at your pronunciation, Colin. Yeah, I, I was low sex, excuse me, Colin. Low sex, oh, fuck. To, oh, no. Yeah. It's <laughs> early in the <laughs> evening for that. You absolute scumbag. No way. <laughs> but with regards to low security systems, listener of the show will know, have I been begging for... Frontier to make read quite dangerous again. You know, <laughs> yes. Even in even in 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 Elite eighty four, even if you had four military lasers and I think what other upgrades? So the lasers they were really about the only offensive things you could do. You had a couple of bombs, didn't you? But was that later? You could carry one energy bomb. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even fully kitted out in your fully kitted out Cobra. Yeah, going it, it, to Reedcraft was was hairy, and now you know, as you say, we just go there with your pants around your ankles and not really worry about it. To take us back to low sex. Oh God, ah oh, dear, psychic. I do apologise. I I really do. To be fair, when you said low sex, I thought it was exactly the same thing. So I'm um, I'm right there with you. It's fine. Jesus, right, <laughs> Shan. Yeah, on on that, I'm not going to stoop to their level. Um, but the, the, the question I have regarding the, the statement about making read quite dangerous again is how much of that is because we are, in quotes, veteran players and we're aware of it and we got used to the game and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, if you went, if you went to a um, lo- low security system as a new player, you would feel as though that's more dangerous than going to a high security system, I feel. So is it just because we are familiar with things and we're somehow kind of jaded to it? Uh, oh, okay. no. question, for, question for anyone who's a new listener. Have you even noticed the security state of the system that you're currently in? I mean, the, the other thing that I was that I was trying to get across is that um, if you aren't detected by a pirate, it's just one ship normally, about the same level as you are, and it's it's basically um, just said, oh, look, I found someone with a big hole, and that is it. In the host sex system. <sighs> yeah, here we go. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it, it just feels that it, it's not... It's not dangerous. It's not dangerous. No. 
In fact, the only time it does get dangerous is when you have grief as a belt, which obviously is is another uh, another issue. <laughs> I mean, that's a nice segue, though, really, isn't it? Because you know, I would love for Anarchy Systems to be a hive of scum and villainy. I want going to Reedquat just to keep it simple yes. to be dangerous. I want to, I want to have to fight to get to free. Is it Freeport? Yes. Or, Le Seur, or is Lassau du Ham Sol or something like that? Well, you're the one with the galaxy map. I can't, I can't get into the game in the moment. Oh yeah, but I'm, fl- I'm flying down a, a narrow canyon. Well, a big fat wide canyon actually at the moment. Hang on. <laughs> um, actually, I don't think I, I don't think I'll be able to see the system map in the current implementation of the galaxy map, but I'll check. Well, um, um, we've got not Mister, <laughs> not me, Mister. Is he's a player of only six months, and he's never really appen- uh, paid attention to the security of the system. Uh, That's interesting. Uh, Do you? Sorry, I'll, I'll jump I, in. Then. I, yeah, I just want to very quickly say this: Trilikov is saying elite inconvenient. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking back to um, pre-release versions. I am fairly sure, I didn't take any metrics of time, that the amount of interdictions you have has been dropped tremendously. So when you first went to a low security system or an anarchy system Mm. in the alpha and whatever, the amount of time you interdicted was significantly more than what it is now. I, it might just be my memory, but I don't know. I think you might be right, because I remember there being um, a lot of complaints on the DDF, not about interdictions from pirates, but interdictions from um, security craft that would... That would um, interdict you as you're flying into a high security system. There were these kind of interdictions which would, you know, a policeman says, hold, you know, I'm interdicting you for a lawful scam. And that used to wind people up. But as far as the pirate attacks are concerned, or the pirate interdictions, I can't remember them ever being what you would call intense. And I I don't mean just one single ship. We never got interdicted by, say, a wing of two or three. I mean, uh, you, I used to. That's never happened to me in years. In fact, I, I don't think it's ever happened. I did on Friday. You actually had one on Friday. I got I got interdicted by a, a wing, but that was on the back of mission running. And I will say, like when I'm doing BGS and mission running and stuff like that, I will get um and like I I have I have proof of it from from vods and stuff. But I have I will get interdicted interdicted chain interdicted like five or six times when I'm. Using like maybe sit, when I'm in mid six or seven um, black box recovery missions, say for example, when there's like you get a shed ton of enemy on route and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I the I can't remember. Um, obviously, I haven't been playing for as long as you guys, but um, it, for me, it still feels like there's plenty of enough interdictions, even in like those high sex or those lawful lawmakers taking you out of um, out of. Super cruise. It's just an inconvenience. Yeah, it, it's just that um, when I'm not running missions. I mean, I know the missions that you mean, 
Uh, and I sometimes take them just so that I hope that something will happen. But if I'm just doing a cargo run to a low security or a um, uh, or an anarchy, I get nothing. I could be traveling. I could be taking vast amounts of gold to uh, one of these places. There should definitely be a risk involved. I I absolutely and, agree with you. And I'm well. I don't know if this is anyone else's experience, but in my experience, I'm, I'm just there going. This doesn't feel right. So, I mean that that was that was my major my major beef with Elite Dangerous as it is is this particular thing that it doesn't feel dangerous enough, mm. and that basically the crime, although it's fun to do, should pay more. <laughs> if you're going to be a pirate, surely you know it's worth becoming. Crime should pay. Well, then should we get on to the the other side of? Yes, crime should pay, but there should also be a payment. Sure, go on. Explain what you mean by that, Ben. So, does anybody think that the current fees are a joke? You know, the current fines and fees that we get to pay for a murder or, you know, heaven forbid, a traffic violation are taking the mickey. Some of them are, yes. It's especially the, the small, tiny ones. But I then mean, you want it for a hundred credit fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, and a you know, hundred credit fine. Even when I'm just starting out, I'm not exactly worrying about. You know, if I go off on a massacre and kill fifty people, I shouldn't expect to pay a couple of thousand quid fine, and then everything's okay again. Thank you very much. Yeah, but even notoriety is a bit. You know, you hand yourself in, you pay, you pay, you go to prison, you pay your fee, and you're out again. You can't hand yourself in when you're no, when you've got notoriety. You just have to sit in idle and game yeah. on a platform for t- for two hours per per point of it. It's pointless. I, I appreciate that it's pointless. Yeah. Do you not get killed as well, though? For for notoriety, I think you, you lost. I think you lost it if you were if you were destroyed by the feds or something. I don't. I I don't know that. I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, if you get scanned in system with notoriety, you get attacked. Yeah. Yeah, but does it lose you? Does it lose your notoriety if you accept getting attacked and then dest- and then destroyed? I can't remember. I believe I it, it does. does. Yes, I think it does. Um, Psychic, you wanted to bring something in. Um, just in regard to the the starting. Um, well, when I when I first started playing, I started playing in um, 2016, just after Odyssey dropped. It wouldn't have been much, not Odyssey, just after Horizons dropped. Sorry, um, and I remember seeing seeing the system that said it was um, low security, and I I messaged I messaged my mate. And I, I messaged Clement and I was like, do I need to worry about this? And he was like, nah. And that was the last time I worried about anything like that at all because you don't need to. And I know that's harking back on like a previous conversation, but that's what, what that was yeah. about. And and that is my problem because mm-hmm. I, I think it should be. It should be, a, oh, that's a low security. How much am I willing to risk in order to make the money there? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Yeah, I was uh, about to say regarding the crime and punishment stuff. I mean, we had Sandra on many years ago where they explained it, and it never felt complete. It always felt as though it was 
No, yeah. so I won't say half ass, but it almost sounded it was like it didn't make any degree of sense at all. And to be fair, there, there are some things I will not do in game because the fear of picking up a penalty, which would then inconvenience me, whatever like that, it, I just won't won't bother. And it's not about oh, I won't do this because it's bad or it's evil. It's just because. It's hassle. It just gets in the way of what I want to do, and it's an inconvenience. Yeah, it's really inconvenience. Uh, yeah, I mean, when it, you go back to the kind of um, uh, the the one thing that I based the stuff on uh, was that in the alpha we had one scenario which was basically pirates and bounty hunters, and the thing was is that after a while, because everybody was too busy bounty hunting if you tried to pirate something you were just pounced on straight away and it just made me feel that um if there was an easier way for notorious commanders to be noticed either by a bounty board that gives um their exact location or basically the icon on the map showing you that there are people with with uh, notoriety and system then you know normally players would band together and posse up and deal with with um, some of these issues. Uh, of course, obviously, it wouldn't work in an anarchy system because obviously you need somewhere for them all to hide. But, um, Shan? Yeah, I was, I was about to share my exasperation with the crime punishment system. Um, I think you feel as well because mm. it could, it should have been so much richer I mean, we're back to the baked potato analogy again, but you know, we talked about if, if, if you, you know, about if you, if you're wanted in Empire space, you should be hunted down like a criminal, like a murderous criminal in Empire space, and maybe even heck, the, the Federation should welcome you. You know, oh, thanks for killing all these Imperials. But that kind of mechanic, I just don't understand why it wasn't in, and it could have been so much more. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this this is the kind of stuff that has been niggling away at me for the last, oh, good grief, six years now. Uh, not that it's it's getting that bad. Um, I mean, as far as missions was concerned, I thought I think missions are, are probably the lifeblood of the game for as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I do like trading, but for me, running missions seems to be good, but I, I just wish they were able to chain more of them. I mean, I, one of the things I did suggest was sort of um, just using the tip-offs to start off, uh, you know, the tip-offs that you get. Like, um, uh, you'll be flying along after a certain period of time in the system, you'll get a tip-off in your message board, which is effectively a mission. I mean, if you just limit it to those tip-offs and then all of a sudden that, that goes off on a huge mission chain, about three or four, three or four narrative link missions. That would be something else. I mean, do you find that the mission system needs further enhancement? I do a lot of mission running because I do a lot of BGS, and BGS in itself is mission running. It, 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 for me anyway, it's a hell of a lot of um, a mission running and stuff like that. But um, as far as using a tip off for it. As if we could use tip offs and them also have a um impact on BGS stuff. Mm-hmm. But I totally agree with you that if there were follow up missions, um if there were sort of more chain missions and more things like that, which I really liked when they introduced, I thought it was great. But I would 
enjoy it now. I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely honest and say I haven't really paid a hell of a lot of attention. So if they do do this, they're not doing it particularly well. But if they had some sort of ongoing narrative that ran through the linked missions, yeah. if they if they do have that, it's not that clear. And making it clear would be a would be a better thing, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, most of the missions I've seen, chain missions are basically um, you've either paid a load of, you made a donation, and then they contact you and say, thanks to your donation, we now know where this pirate is, go kill him. How, how, how does that make sense? How does that make sense at all? It's yeah. silly. It's silly. Oh, um, now you've made a donation, please take this gold over here. Mm-hmm. These three tons of gold. If you wouldn't mind just taking it in that direction, it it it, it feels like if there were like a set of uh, a little pool of like mini stories that they could. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I really would love is, uh, I think one of the most overlooked things in Elite Dangerous, which is a really fun, are the scenarios which are around uh, yes. installations. Now the problem is, is if you just turn up in an installation, you it could be happening right. I've, I found it's very rare for that installation to have a scenario kicking off. Uh, but if, for instance, one of these scenarios kicked off and, and a system-wide alert went through the comms window, let's say, I don't know, the leave station, uh, the, the, leave, uh, the orange sidewinder bar is under attack by the code, um, please come help. And sure enough, when you drop into the orange sidewinder, the whole thing is uh, kicks off as per usual. I think that wouldn't be it'd be it'd be kind of like the Damocles of video right at the very beginning. Does anyone else remember the Damocles video? I do, but the mecha- I think the mechanic you're talking about, Colin, is similar to dynamic events in other well-known games starting with G. Um, <laughs> ending in was where what would happen is you'd be exploring somewhere and then you'd see a, a bridge coming under attack by mobs mm. and so all of a sudden you then decide do I defend the bridge or do I just leave it to get blown up and if you just left it the mobs would blow the bridge up and then for the next until we uh, until people repaired it the bridge would be down so I think it's that sort of thing the issue that people ran into with that is the only way to make it work was to have it on some sort of timer. So uh, unless you have a long series of chained missions, which meant you'd never ever see it if you missed it again, they'd they'd come up every every two or three hours or so, in which case you just wait around and, and do it. So I'm not sure there's an easy way of doing it in the way you're describing. Um, Although it would be great if there was. Sorry, I'm too busy laughing at one hour twenty eight minutes, and whoever's got whoever's got closest on the on in the sweepstakes. What, hang um, on, now. what have I missed the sweepstakes here? <laughs> like, oh, you like to explain <laughs> how from the beginning of the show until the end until until mentions Guild Wars. I didn't mention Guild Wars. Yeah, you did. Don't even lie to me. <laughs> I said a game starting with G. Okay, how many? And I was games? talking about Gattle Ships. You ever played it? <laughs> Gattle Ships. Is that where you have to drink a gottle of gear with it? Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Sorry, Colin, what were you, what were you asking? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? It doesn't matter because I wanted to move on to the, what people think right. about the, the actual rankings because um, there was a couple of bugbears that I had, especially with the exploration and the trade ranks. Um, this, the trade rank, I think, has been completely wasted because of the amount, the massive amounts of money that mining just put in. And it felt to me like the mining uh the mining profession really needed to be span off into its own trade rank, <laughs> if you see what I mean. Um, but with exploration, um, you can just become elite by doing the road to riches. And I just thought, well, that's not exactly exploring, isn't it? I mean, you can you can just imagine the poor guy in the cartographics office going, oh, God, not this one again. How many have we got to pay out for this? And it just feels that you know, if somewhere is has got population, it does. It you shouldn't be able to get anything for it. You need to go out into the black in order to get your exploration. Uh, Can I right. just interject there with a comment that I saw in your thread? Someone basically answering that exact point that maybe you're not so much sharing the mapping topographical data, but more you're updating. Galcop, for want of a better words, um, they're more like the political data and all that kind of information that can change on a day-by-day or more frequent basis. Yeah, but I my argument against that is is this is supposed to be the stellar cartographics. This is supposed to be the exploration. Well, that's what they want you to think. Oh, right. <laughs> so basically you're exploring, but not exploring the way you want to. You're exploring, but you know, uh, President uh, Winters would be very interested in hearing from you as well. Do you want to- uh, yeah, I'm completely with you on this, Colin. I mean, it, it's, like, it's like being paid to deliver a copy of the AA Roadmap to WH <laughs> Smith, isn't it? You still get paid thousands. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and the same with the uh, the trading. Trading money should be trading, not mining. You know, it's it. it uh, yeah, it, it, the whole ranking system needs a a revamp to make titles more meaningful and cover the activities that they're for. Apart from, apart from, elite combat. has to be the top combat rank. It absolutely has to be. Sorry, I'm just getting on that on that soapbox again. But in terms of exploration data, yeah, I'm completely with you. I mean, I, I just don't get it. The, the road to riches to get exploration elite. I mean, I, I did a bit of it just to see what it was like, and it was so tedious. Oh look, oh yes, I go to that lit. I go to that planet there. Oh, it's an Earth-like. Kaching. Oh, it's a water world. Kaching. Oh, ammonia world. Next system. Kaching. It didn't feel like exploration. It just yeah, you know, it just didn't, and yeah, so I'm completely with you on this. I'll tell you one thing that didn't go down well, though, <laughs> in all of my suggestions. I put in a suggestion that, and I did, I did preface this because it would, they would never do this. I did suggest that if you lose your ship, you lose all your engineering modules on that ship, <laughs> and you have to restart. Yep, I agree with that. What? Fuck off. <laughs> No, because if you think about it, right, you're not going into Dixon's on Curry's and nope. other stores are available and buying. Okay, the latest. Okay, okay. Jan, if we do Jan, that, stop, if we stop, do stop, that, stop, stop. then they need to be so so cheap. 
It needs to be so cheap to reimburse yourself that. No, why? Why should you? <laughs> I actually meant, for a reason. I mean, I, I actually meant that the uh, <laughs> that if you've got um, engineering modules that should be more expensive, I just put in for a laugh, but technically because there are custom-made modules, they shouldn't be able to be 3D printed and replaced quite easily. But I didn't mean it, but boy, did people go for it. <laughs> Shan? No, I think you. Sh- I think you should because the the way engineering was told is these guys are experimental scientists. They tinker, they whatever, and what they produce is rare. It's unpredictable. It's all you know. It, it's like buying a, a CPU or a graphics card and overclocking it. You don't really know how far you'll be able to push your processor until you manage to do it. And if you, if it burns up or if you blow it, you just don't get a processor that can clock identically. You get another processor, and then you have to re-overclock re- it. And you might not get the same as what you had, or you might get better. That's what engineers are. So, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Little Big Yun goes, no, you can bugger off, and you can keep on buggering off. <laughs> Uh, like I said, <laughs> it didn't go down too well that one. Suggestion. I hate to I hate to say this, but whilst I'm in Stykett's bugger off and keep him bugger well, fuck off, as Stykett actually said. Um, <laughs> you don't know what you mean. I don't swear. <laughs> <laughs> of course um, you don't. <laughs> but if it had been like this from the very beginning, I would appreciate would have appreciated. This is my engineered beam laser. There are many like it, but this one is mine, and it is unique. Now they are all printed off at a factory. You know, we can get them when we're at Sagittarius A. You know, there there is nothing special about our engineered modules. Well, once once the engineers worked it out. Especially since you can now engineer from a distance without even needing to be an engineer. Yeah, um, I, I actually, I would almost like them to be, okay, fine, here is your beam laser. If you want to pay a little bit more, possibly in, in materials, then you can order a low en- low, uh, high-efficiency beam laser with healing, healing beams, and you can just add that to your, to your ship, just buy it. But then you repurpose the engineer's to make them something truly unique and truly special. And if it's gone, it's gone. That would just open up the the, the absolute can of worms because you know that everybody complained about losing their crewmen. Yeah. Once once, you know, they people had elite rated crewmen that they lost and they couldn't come back and it 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 hurts. And it does it, hurt, it, but then and you know, our ship but our ship is being rebuilt from atoms. And this is something that is meant to be unique. How the hell are you printing it off at the factory? Especially since the insurance company, yeah. If the insurance yeah. company can reproduce exactly what I lost when my ship was destroyed, why do I need an engineer? Why can't I just say, hey, Mr. You know, why can't I say, hey, Mr. Insurance Man, I'm sure for an extra premium you can make me a double beam laser like that one. But, as I said Rather start of a discussion. Oh, mm-hmm. Miggles, uh, Miggles uh, Cutter is just humping the ground at the moment. Um, take all our currently engineered things, make them available to buy from from Aldi, 
get them down the middle aisle or something like that. Um, and then make Todd the Blaster McQueen give me something special. But which obviously means even more power creep, obviously. I thought you do get something special because if you visit the engineers, that's the only t- place that you can get the, smed- the the special modifications, such as the enhanced bullets or the... Yes, uh, but then when you get blown up, you can go off and buy it again. You know, you can reclaim it when you're at Sagittarius A-Star. I, I think or... we should stay away from insurance. Yeah. It's, it's probably hurting Psy. It hurts. It's a, it's a it's a really it's a really bad topic for me at the moment. I've got I've got a flinch. Right. Well, um, the last thing I was going to say is, and the, and this means to I mean for everybody who you'll be able to catch up with this on, on the on the forums. We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, please, I'm begging you, Frontier, put in a looking for wing or looking for team option, especially because there isn't one. And I, I feel that we need pickup groups. Elite Dangerous is probably at its best when you're in a group or a wing, and I think that people are missing out on that. Yeah, I was about to add one more thing to your list. It's kind of combined oh. the uh, the NPC crew and stuff like that. Is and also it's a comment Suverine made uh, during the week. Is I feel there should be more penalty for destruction. I, I think it's. It's too easy to suicide places for minimal cost. You know, it's like, I mean, I wasn't in favor of losing the NPC crew when, when you got blown up, strangely enough, because I felt that was a, uh, it didn't really make sense as a mechanic. But I, I just, you just want to be a decent price of failure. I mean, to be fair, the only significant price of failure in the game is if you get destroyed after coming after a multi month exploration. Thing and not handing in that's the that's the main price of failure in the game you know you don't you don't lose your material somehow you know you escape in your escape pod with tens of thousands of bits of iron in your pocket and stuff like that so that sort of stuff there needs to be a greater mechanic for death and for failure and i think that maybe comes in for your saying make elite dangerous again <laughs> I didn't mean it exactly like that. I just meant yeah, it needs to be more dangerous in places. But uh, yeah, um, well, I think we'll we'll round this out t- um, now, unless anybody wants to make any final points. Uh, <laughs> um, I just hope that if people do read this, they don't they realize that I'm not as the white knight that some people make me out to be. Uh, no, you're a beige knight. I'm a beige knight. <laughs> the not white as night. Um, cream, cream night. Oh no. Oh, what's the what's the what's the, the uh, it's, it's not married god. What's the um what's the wall color you use? Mag- magnolia. You're the magnolia night. Oh, this just gets better. Anyway, I think we will move on to the community corner. Oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, XPNX says, Colin, you are the much feared muddy night. Okay, we will leave. We will leave that behind. Um, like I said, if anybody wants to look at the 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 article, if you like, is on both Reddit and on um, and on the forums, so you can all have a <laughs> have, have a butchers and make your own mind up. Um, I, I just want to say, Colin, thank you so much for writing it and for putting it up. 
Um, it's, it, as I say, it's really thought-provoking, and, and to and to open yourself up like that, it takes, uh, especially on the forum. Um, so thank you for posting it. Yeah, funny as you mentioned that, there was an awful lot of, oh, God, it's another open letter type things, when it wasn't really meant to be one. So just just my opinion. I don't expect Frontier to do anything about it because they've known about things like this for the last seven years and they haven't done a thing about it. So, uh, right, Community Corner. First of all, we've got the High Wake. They have done a video called Boarding the Shuttle. Um, ben, do you know about this one? Yeah, uh, so the High Wake makes a whole load of animated shorts, which are usually, I, I at least find them absolutely hilarious and endearing at the same time. And in this one, is basically he's taking a, a bit of a parody of the Alpha, where he's toddling off to the front of his Apex shuttle. Mm-hmm. And instead of going up to the docking ramp, he you know basically stands in front, of, in front of the blue beam, and a suction cup essentially comes out, grabs him by his helmet, and pulls him into the cockpit. Uh, maybe that, you know, maybe that's of, what happens. It, it might well be. We have no way of knowing. But I just like, yeah, that's just... That's your Armstrong moment right there, isn't it? I was thinking we need some kind of suction sound effect, but mm. knowing the mind of this pe- this crew at the moment, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> a suction sound in a low sex system. Oh, that's not. I going think to go I think away. we have a. I think we have a show title: suction <laughs> sound <laughs> in a low sex system. I and hate I'm spell, you all. I'm going to spell sex, S-E-C-S. I, I despise and hate you all. Anyway, um, <laughs> on the next thing, uh, I advise people to um, go and watch what Scorb and the rest of the broadcast were up to on Sunday. They were trying to get a man into space by having them having him run up a chain of ships. Effectively, what happened is that they'd have a, ch- a chain of about five or six ships and uh, Commander the Pro Rock would start running up one ship uh, and jump off it onto the next ship. Then that ship would go to join the end of the other, go to the back of the queue. So basically, we had Commander the Pro Rock running up these ships for at least two hours, and they got as high as 14 kilometers. That's due to the people for not flying off when he jumped on their ship. Oh no! They, no, they don't. They even had support ships which uh, would block underneath the gap, so they would run all the way up, and they were working out what's the best way to actually uh, <laughs> navigate the ships. And unfortunately, um, uh, just when Commander the Prorok had got to about fourteen kilometers up, um, one of the other ships, uh, the support ships, got a little bit too close, and you could see the shield effect, and the shield effect just basically crushed him. So sad. I know, but it was so funny because then they did a roll and they get and they followed the body down all fourteen miles, forty kilometers. So well, well played to score in the broadcast, and we, I've had reassurance that from Commander the Pro Rock, he's going to do it again. He's determined to get to orbit, and nothing's going to stop him apart from gravity. <laughs> Anywho, um, yes. Uh, the other thing to mention, and this was mentioned on the on the live stream this week uh, with uh, Zach and uh, Sally, the Deep Space Network is now proud to present its new expedition, the uh, Atremis Biological Survey 
this expedition will start from Vale West Nebula and cross the neighbourhood regions in the inner Iron's in inner Orion Spur, passing through a series of waypoints of particular interest of biological and geological research. The purpose of this expedition is to survey the stellar systems along the way in search of new biological entities and exceptional geological formations. Uh, the DSN fleet carrier, DSN Phileas Fogg, will be present throughout the expedition for support. Now, the departure date is the 4th of June, 3307. It will retire, return on the 11th of July, 3307, and the total length is approximately 50 1807 light years so uh, approximately the, approximately they look to be doing between 5000 and 10000 light years a week possibly with a fleet carrier at the end of each waypoint um the expedition is open to all versions of the game however prospecting activities will require odyssey and uh, we have links to both their discord and their website and if you saw the live stream today they did a fantastic promotional video for their uh uh, uh for this expedition it, it was it was really really well done it's so good man it's such a good video yeah um chan you got something about community corner uh, yes, I just want to say I'm really looking forward to LaveCon this year. It, it looks as though it's going to happen if all the things keep going in the same direction. So, uh, I mean, I believe there are more tickets being made available. Uh, and obviously we'll know more near the time. But I just want to say LaveCon, first weekend of July. been so looking forward to it. Yes. Uh, it's I just have... in, Northampton now subject of nuclear attacks. Well, they've improved it now, have they? <laughs> it's been being stupidstitious. Shan's making, you know, making assumptions about things are going to be okay for Lavecon, and I am, I am not willing I to judge that. I didn't say that. I said it's looking like it. I didn't. Yeah, say I wouldn't even go that way. I would, uh, I... Yeah, it, it does feel like at the moment we're suffering from a bit of the Murray Walkers. Sort of, and there's no way that Damon Hill can lose. Oh, where did that grand piano come from? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. I'm so looking forward to it. I mean, they, they're talking I'm about... I'm very much looking forward to it, but I don't want to go any further than that. <laughs> yes. No, I'm, going out. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it'll happen. It'll oh, happen. You, he's going all in. He is going all in. He's, he's going full optimistic all in. This is not, this is mm. not right for Shan. I'm worried. I, I, I'm a, I, yeah, but just think of all the fun and entertainment I can have with you lot at LaveCon. You mean at our expense? No. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you heard that smile on his face too, didn't you? You did, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's the only person, he's, he's like the Cheshire Cat. You can hear the smile, can't you? Uh, right. Uh, obviously, this week's community question. Now uh, we've we've had a, a few responses on this one already. Um, so, what do you think to the the article that I uh, that has been put up on the forums? What do you think of the state of the game before Odyssey drops? Out so, of ten. <laughs> yeah, out of ten, if you like. Um, right. Uh, shout outs. So we'll just say hello to our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio. It broadcasts on a Thursday at half past eight. You can tune in at twitch.tv Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash elite dangerous CQC. 
Um, we're also giving shout outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts. Uh, that is Loose Screws, Elite Week, Flight Assist, uh, Psychit, who has been Hi. on Flight Assist this week? It's Wotherspoon. So there you go. If you want more, <laughs> more Wotherspoon, um, he, he's there. Just I open on the 17th. Oh, God, I hate you so much. <laughs> That's true. You know, when you listen to the broadcast, uh, no, not the broadcast, um, the, the guard frequency, the <laughs> amount of times they have a trouble just getting their, their I was going, oh, God, I was about to say getting their tongue around, but no, <laughs> it's pronouncing uh, Commander Witherspoon's name properly. It is phenomenal. <laughs> but yes. Uh, is it can- Wother or Wobber? I've always thought it was Wother. Ah. <laughs> well, Wother is like Wuthering Heights, isn't it? Wotherspoon. It's Wotherspoon. Oh, don't tell me we're going to be as bad now. It's Pete. And, 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 and Wetherspoon is a pub. So don't get them mixed up, or you might go for a drink at Wotherspoon's. Yeah, Wetherspoon's is a pub. Wother's is some coffees. Uh, <laughs> Um, and I guess a, a spoonful of Werther's would be what you would have if you were poorly or something like that. I don't know. Well, because it helps the medicine go down. Maybe. <laughs> right. A spoonful of Werther's helps the medicine go down. Yes, you should be. Right. So, yes, tune in to, to uh, Psychic and Mouth of the Wind at Flight Assist for if you want some more Wotherspoon. Um, for the Spanish speakers, there is the Elite Cast. Uh, there's also the Canon Podcast, the Fatherhood Podcast, Squeaking Fuel, System Chat, the Guard Frequency, aforementioned, uh, and Allograb AM. Uh, for those of you who'd like a literary discussion about science fiction and fantasy books, please subscribe to the Data Slate Podcast as provided by Station Commander Alan Stroud. Now, following on from this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest as provided by the aforementioned Commander Witherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. And we'd just like to thank everybody who has chipped in on the Twitch chat uh, and on the, uh, the YouTube chat. Uh, and anybody has... Apart from Miggles, has anybody else buzzed you, Ben? No, it's been Miggles, and I think we, we've managed to kill each other by taking off while one of us was on the other's hull. Um, so basically, uh, how come your commander... Did your commander just die when you're... Looks taking... like, yeah. All right. Yeah, you just... You, you, you can't absorb that initial... Then again, I suspect if you were to be, you know, just standing on the top of, like, a, a Falcon Space or something shuttle. like that... Yeah, <laughs> then you might not be so good either. Um, no. Actually, no. oh, now have you have you seen the film on Netflix uh, called The Stowaway? Not yet. I heard it's quite good. It's controversial, maybe. Um, but one of the things it does do, and I, one of the things it does that I, I quite appreciated was the stowaway got really pretty badly messed up. By not being strapped down, shall we say, for for takeoff. Yes. Although apparently, if you get in an SRV and the SRVs on top of the ship, you can survive. And then once you get into orbit, you just basically exit the SRV. Yeah, that's what crashed is the other week. Is that he what? It? Yeah. Well, yes, you got you got an SRV on top of the ship, and then he exited the SRV when he was several kilometres up, yeah. and he then free falled several kilometers down and activated his jetpack 
when he was about to hit the ground and then landed rather gracefully intact. Well, um, we made a comment last week, don't you remember? We said it was about the elevator, yeah, like jumping yeah, up in the elevator. Yeah, but you seem to think that, survive, <laughs> that Bugs Bunny physics is a way to survive one of these things. Anyway, it worked for Indiana Jones in his fridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but we don't talk about that film. Apparently never happened, that, remember? I tell you what, I enjoyed that. The Last Jedi more than that film. <laughs> Ooh, it's, uh, what was what was Shan's controversial time we're all running on again? We'd also like to send a, a special thanks to Commander Tokuso, who's created the music for the introduction of the show. So that is it for yet another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at Lave Radio. Hit us up on facebook.com slash Lave Radio, tweet us at Lave Radio, or you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash, surprise, surprise, Lave Radio. Uh, we have a TeamSpeak server where commanders come to hang out and chat, and you can find that at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Now, do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Uh, Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at uh, 8.30 uh, British Summertime and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Psykit, thanks to Ben, and thanks to Shan. And special thanks, of course, goes to today's tech specialist, the Chris Mark for. <laughs> and until next time, commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Digest, May the 4th, 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, commanders vote for federal police state. Thargoids will return, says Aegis. Sirius cracks form in Kumo expansion. Countdown to conflict. Galaxy's simulator in Burgundy bloodbath. twice as many contributors and more than six times as many contributions, 
President Hudson's campaign to monitor even more of the private communications of federal citizens and corporations has caught the imagination and earned the backing of commanders far more effectively than Shadow President Winter's parallel campaign for a new hope and increased protection against state surveillance. Support for the clampdown on civil liberties was so great that Hudson extended his target to nearly ten times the original plan and still managed to achieve this hugely ambitious revised goal. This outcome means that Hudson and Vice President Archer will have almost completely free range to intercept messages and filter out content of interest to the Federal Intelligence Agency. The stated intention is to give federal citizens security from potential terrorist attacks. But the cost in terms of speculative arrests has already been high, with thousands, including a number of university students studying politics, detained under the provisions of the Domestic Counterterrorism Act. The impact for Shadow President Winters is likely to be significant with dramatically lower stability in the systems she controls, while President Hudson expects an increase in federal security, particularly in the systems he controls. Whether this increased level of security will actually prevent further attacks on starports, and whether the concomitant reduction in civil liberties will be a price worth paying, remains to be seen. The Pilots' Federation has remained silent on whether the engineered kill warrants scanner on offer to those who have assisted President Hudson in his data-gathering effort might be considered a bribe. However, they have confirmed that the engineered ECM that Shadow President Winters offered as a reward for commanders who helped her is considered to be of too little value to have had any influence on the outcome. However, the credit earnings are a different matter. The rewards handed out to contributors to this federal political infighting about appropriate security levels, quite apart from the engineered modules, is considered by some commentators to be excessive. With the top ten contributors to the failed Winters civil rights effort, earning two billion credits each, and the top contributors to the Hudson security clampdown, earning four times that amount, the total amount handed out to lucky commanders, many of whom did nothing but sell the data they already had in their inventories, totaled 8,778 billion, 519 million, 928,000 credits. Nearly 8.8 thousand billion credits is easily enough to destabilise the economy of the entire Federation. Resignations in the Federal Treasury are expected. Aegis Research has started work analysing the vast heap of Guardian technology that's occupying much of the Alexandria megaship in Delphi. Following funding cuts over the past two years, the Tri-Superpower Agency is a shadow of its former glory and urgently needs renewed funding. It's a chicken-and-egg situation. Without funding, it can't do research, and without new discoveries, it may be hard to justify being funded. The recent appeal for Guardian technology to research may help to untie this Gordian knot. Professor Alba Tezro warns against complacency. Thargoids are still present in small numbers in the Colsac and California nebulas, and unlike the superpowers, who seem to have almost forgotten about what they see as only a phantom menace, 
Aegis remains convinced that the current reduction in Thargoid activity will come to an end, quite possibly, sooner than we think. And when that Thargoid force awakens, humanity had better be ready, ideally with new Guardian-inspired weapons that make it easy to solo a basilisk. Sirius Corporation efforts to assist the ambitious Kumo crew expansion into five new Orbis starports seems to have descended into bickering over who should be in control of these new stations. And even the new starport in the Pegasi sector is contested, with the faction that helped gather materials for the expansion, the Razor Whips, attempting to wrest control from the Kumo Council. In the California Nebula, Sirius Mining is bidding for control of California Freeport, with Sirius Atmospherics taking a back seat. Near Sothis, it's a similar story, with Sirius Industrial working to undermine the Council. There appears to be a significant risk that Sirius Atmospherics may attempt to take over Fort Zenok in the Colsac Nebula. While in the Colonia region, the return of Jacques seems to be the biggest threat, with Sirius Industrial taking a back seat for now. For the moment, save any revenge attacks of the Sirius. The situation is fast moving, but there appears to be a real risk that the Kumo Council could lose control of some or all of the starports that King Archon Delane had hoped would propel him into the Galactic Big League. That King Archon Delane had hoped would allow him to strike back and propel him into the Galactic Big League. The Sirius Corporation has not yet commented on why it appears to be attempting to win assets from its supposed ally. Pressure is growing on the affiliated counter-terrorism unit to declare for or against Hadrian Duval. Accused by the captured terrorist collaborator, the Landgrave of Madrid, of masterminding the NMLA attacks, the Imperator and his Nova Imperian faction face potential attack from both Imperial and Federal forces, eager for retribution for the starboard attacks and, in the case of the Empire, for the targeted assassinations of a number of prominent members of the Duval dynasty. Someone high up in the Imperial hierarchy helped to spring NMLA operative Theta-7 from the Serene Harbour detention facility in January. Whether Imperator Hadrian Duval is the rogue one remains undetermined. He strenuously denies the allegations, but without clarification from ACT, it seems likely that the Imperial and Federal Forces' patience will run out, and that there will be a war in the Parisa system before the week is out. with the Pilots Federation Galaxy Simulator coming to an end. And with only two weeks before Odyssey walking around on planets permits are available to commanders with both the PC flight control system and the credits to buy the permit, commanders have been refining their techniques for blowing up ships, SRVs and commanders in the simulator. Destroying ships by punching them is a known and effective technique, but landing on planets is also a good way to lose a ship, and attempts to get into space either by standing on a ship or riding in an SRV on top of a ship have resulted in very few successes and rather a lot of deaths. Commander Ascorbius has been trialling the stairway to heaven technique, consisting of jumping from the top of one stationary ship to another, a sort of rising skywalking thing, with the first ship then moving higher before you jump back but it's going to take a while to get into orbit using that method. 
death by touching. A slightly moving SRV is also an exciting and efficient way to die in the galaxy simulator. In essence, touching anything at all with anything at all is a risk. Even making an insurance claim is risky. If you head over to the shipyard after your ship was destroyed and try and make an insurance claim, you get instantly killed by the desk clerk and sent to the rebuy screen and moved to another instance. So you can't see your friends anymore. As the galaxy simulator winds down, the commanders are making their final scans using the manual version of the biological Dyson scanner before it gets converted to a fully automatic model. And commanders who possess bright coloured paint jobs are wondering if the dull colours of the galaxy simulator will be applied to the real galaxy and whether they can chase the painter away when it comes to repaint their orange bits burgundy. The galaxy might seem a little less vibrant with the attack of moans as we wait for the access to those Odyssey permits. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to. California Freeport, it's in the Milky Way. 